Coming up here on the Circle Debate Podcast, episode 39. You know what day it is. It's Friday. You know, you know what that means. It's the Go Home Royal Rumble week. As we're going to go ahead and discuss about the Royal Rumble pay-per-view card. But first, before we do that, we're going to discuss what happened this past week in AEW Dynamite. This past week's NXT. And we're also discussing about New Japan upcoming event, the new beginning of Nyoga, the, the main event. And also discuss about the WWE a spectacle that happened this past Tuesday. And more coming up. So make sure you tune in. Episode 39 starts right now. Welcome everyone to Circle the Big Podcast, episode number 39, 39, 39 episodes in, ladies and gentlemen. The host of Devious One, I just see here with my brothers, the familia, the faction, and uh, I don't know what he's wearing. I don't know if it's a, I have no idea if he's wearing a, a, a you know, one of those paintball masks or our ski mask. I have no idea what this man is wearing, but... You can tell he wants to be part of Retribution, for sure. <laughs> that's how you can tell he wants to be part of Retribution. And he's representing Retribution, that's a matter of fact. That's right. <laughs> and that is Mr. MGC, the Waco the Lies, the Cooking Channel, the Retribution Slapjack, Slap Nuts, T-Bone Steak, Matthew Steamboat. <laughs> I got a hair in my mouth while you were saying that. <laughs> And, and of course, ladies and gentlemen, let me get my mic ready here, ladies and gentlemen. Is the mic on? We're just making sure. Let me know if it is. Can you hear me? Can you hear me? Yes. Okay. Perfect. Okay. There thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Right. <clears throat> Excuse me, ladies and gentlemen. Ladies and gentlemen, this individual, he is a multi-time recording artist, a graduate from Cal State Dominguez Hills. He's also the 2018 LA Karaoke Champion. He lives 1,977,000 miles from Winnipeg, Minnesota, Canada. He is the master disaster, the king of sting, the man with the plan. And that is Money Mike Lopez. Episode 39. Where does the time go? Man, and I got to get myself a mask too because I want to look like, uh, like Matt over there. You got to match. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> and there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. Unfortunately, CK1 is not with us tonight, but he will be with us for our top five coming up. Uh, so let's go ahead and actually start it off, gentlemen. This is a go home away for Royal Rumble, but before we get to that, let's discuss AEW Dynamite. So uh, we did see who won the viewership the Wednesday Night Wars. Dynamite, they had 734,000. NXT only has 720, so uh, by 14,000, about so. So it's not bad. I mean, at least both shows were great, but let's start when it was AEW. Great opening match between Eddie Kingston and Lance Archer. Money Mike, 
What are your thoughts about that match? And was that a slobber knocker? Talk to us. Uh, I did not like the finish. I did not like that. Um, I don't know. I, it, it, you, you know, you beat up some, to quote Chael Sonnen, uh, you, you, you beat up somebody, hit them with 300 plus shots, and you call the other guy the winner. It just kind of doesn't make sense. Um, right. uh, you know, for me, Archer should have won. Uh, I don't see a rivalry by any means with uh, Kingston and Archer. Uh, you know, it, Archer is, I don't know, higher up in, in my opinion. No offense to Kingston. He's great on the mic and he's, he's a good wrestler. But, you know, you see, you look at someone like Archer, you look at someone like Kingston just by appearance, uh, it's, it's a mismatch. Uh, so I didn't buy Kingston winning. It just, I don't know. I, um, it was okay, but. Okay. Mr. Steamboat. You know, I'll actually respectfully disagree, but in a, in a, just a very specific way is that I think it just further establishes Archer as like our baby face in this situation. And that Eddie, you know, like the main thing is Eddie, if, if they bring it back next week is like, you didn't really win Eddie. I know you cheated. And then they show it on camera, you know, because they've done that a few times, like that dusty finish where, you know, it's like, oh, yeah, you didn't really win. And then they show them the camera. You see, like, they, I remember them doing something like that with, like, Undertaker and Kurt Angle where Undertaker's like, I didn't tap out. I never did. So, I mean, Lance, Lance Archer's is, is kind of in that Undertaker versus the Alliance, like, position where he's, like, a good guy, where he's, like, a babyface big guy in that situation. If anything, I'd say this is like Undertaker versus Taz. Do you guys kind of think? Because Taz would be, be kind of like that street, get tough guy. He's just not the biggest guy, you know. And just very street, very real, very tough. And then Undertaker's just that tall, big, huge dude who could throw Taz around like nothing. So this is this would be like the equivalent of that. But I guess it it protects the heels though. It kind of keeps them in a, you know, they're they're gonna they're gonna cheat to win, and like that's that's usually how heels got over baby faces who are bigger than them. They just cheat, so you know. Right. No, I mean, hmm. Compared to Tyson Taker, almost there. I mean, this match was just very tough, and it was just a, like a brawl. It was just like a pretty much them beating the shit out of each other. That oh my god, though, but I choked them. Jesus, I mean the way how he just onto the apron. Oh, oh. that it even gave me like, oh, I, I feel bad. Yeah. He's hurt. Lance I mean, he gotta be hurt. In, I love how Lance wasn't interested in winning. He was just interested in hurting him. Oh yeah, so I love that. that I love yeah, and, and that's one thing I did like this that psychology. Yeah. It was just more like, oh, I'm hurt. he's gonna he's coming here to hurt this guy. He don't care about this qualification. None of that. He was just here to destroy Eddie Kingston. But I gotta give it to Eddie too, putting a great match with him. I liked it. I mean, yes, I agree with Michael. The mat, the ending was not great. So we do have that feeling this this rivalry is not going to end anytime soon. So I think this is could be a could be a future faction of what I'm seeing. What I'm seeing is the later outcome could be maybe Lance Archer joining Eddie Kingston at the end. Like, oh, join my faction, join join the family. You know, it might come to that. Maybe if there's a you know, stipulation of that, but I'm just hoping not. I I rather have Archer as a heel and have him continue, you know, instead of being a face, he's a badass heel, better off. And I would like to see him, you know, get a shot at the TNT at the end. Uh, but less later down in the future. So, I mean, we'll hope and we'll see.
you know, what's Lance Archer with Eddie Kingston's feud will have happens later on in the future. Now, we did have the um, Inner Circle, Jericho and uh, MJF teaming up, you know, practicing getting, you know, their stuff together, get the chemistry against the Varsity Blondes. Of course, the Judas effect. And now this time, Jericho landed his moonsault perfectly right. If you noticed, that <laughs> you noticed that he had it after the Judas effect, he literally just went purposely to do that moonsault. I'm pretty sure he got criticized all over Twitter when they're like, man, you need to retire. I'm pretty sure he probably heard us too. Probably heard, you know, us talking shit. So that's why. Because of us. <laughs> there you go. He did it because of us. That's right. So I'm in a great upset. And Jericho looks like, you know, I think Jericho probably was hungover or something. I don't know. <laughs> or maybe he was hungover. And he wasn't feeling that much great in that match, you know, when he messed up in the moonsault. But, yes, um, going back to you, Mr. Steamboat, your match about that. That's, you know, I get to, we get to see more of the varsity blondes, you know, against definitely the top heels in the company. So, you know, that's that's a really good position to be in if you're a new babyface to be about to be up against like the top heels who are longest especially somebody long established like jericho so he's and Jer i know jericho like in real life irl is like really close with uh with with brian pillman jr yeah. so we we're seeing some new thing some good things coming out of them soon so i i get it was a pretty fun match overall you know establishing i'm kind of excited for that tag team tournament and how mjf and jericho will play into that yeah. so I agree. I'm with that. Money Mike, your thoughts? Yeah, um, man, Jericho, you know, for he silenced the doubters in just one move right there, man. Uh, and, you know, like, even here in Circle Debate, we had our doubts. Like, you know, that wasn't a good lion salt or whatever. He did it, stared right into the camera right while he was doing the pin, uh, letting <laughs> you know he, he still got it. Yeah. He still got it for sure. Uh, you know, at, at whatever age he's in right now, I believe he's 50. Uh, he still has it. He's still a top-notch performer worthy of uh, his main event status. And, yeah, the GOAT, Chris Jericho. The uh, GOAT. The GOAT. There you go. <laughs> and on the flip side, you know, Varsity Blondes, uh, they are coming up brand new, fresh, and they're getting, you know, the rub. With uh, with Jericho being in the matches, and again, I say this, I feel like every week that AEW doesn't do just squash matches. They they sh allow others to show off the newer talent, the the oh, yeah. people coming up. They they allow them to show what they have, right? Agreed. And this is no different. So this is great, great stuff. I agree because it's kind of like, for example, like how I was remember when uh, Peter Avalon and Cody Rhodes. They gave, you know, everybody thought I was going to be a squash match. But it, they gave them, they gave, you know, Avalon a lot of time, team, you know, in minutes. And I loved it. And I'm glad they're doing that. They're not making it very quick and then like, oh, all right, a jobber. Because that's, that's for me, in my opinion, it's horrible, especially for Peter Avalon. I mean, we already see that on AEW Dark anyways. We already see, you know, no disrespect to, the, you know, the talent that competes at, in Dark. But we see that already being, you know, jobbed out. Yes, they do have a quite... Three, three or four moves to hit, and then 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 they get they get finished off by the opponent's finisher, and that's it. It's a done deal. But at least you don't see it here on Dynamite, and that's good. I agree. Now I want to go ahead and move on. Ah, Hangman, Hangman Adam Page versus Nick versus Ryan Nemeth. 
Whoever doesn't know who Ryan Nemeth is, he is Dolph Ziggler's brother. That's his. I don't know if his younger brother. I think his younger brother. Uh, but yes, I have. We haven't seen him in a quite some time in the ring. He didn't look bad at all. Not too. Not too bad. I think he did a good job. You know, he did a good, great job selling for Hangman. So, Money Mike, what were your thoughts about uh, Dolph Ziggler's brother, Dolph Ziggler Jr. making his <laughs> debut, <laughs> making his debut in AEW Dynamite? I mean, I'm just glad that he doesn't have Ziggler as a last name because that would, you know, <laughs> yeah, all of them everywhere. Something like that. Right? <laughs> um, but, yeah, no, I could see the talent there. It runs in the family, right? And I saw some moves that Dolph does. And I saw him, you know, kind of mimic those, which was great. It was great to see. And, you know, I guess it was kind of like fan service there. Yeah. Um, and, you know, it, great. he, you know, I want to see more, right? Wouldn't it be awesome if he gets to move up the ladder and then, you know, both brothers, you know, or, and you know, it, it's cool. We like symmetry in that way because we like seeing that sort of thing. Right. Um, and it would be great. And another opportunity for, and it would get to show, you know, Dolph Ziggler that, hey, you know, there's opportunity here and you could actually move up and be a legit top star there. But, you know, that's another conversation. Right. Uh, for for um, Ryan, uh, good showing and yeah, good stuff. Uh, I don't know if we're talking about what happened after the match now, but uh, I do not like it. Money, money, Matt. Uh, <laughs> there you go. Another market. another money. Well, he's taking your spot, man. What's going on here? <laughs> um. Yes, so I like the skits on BTE involving Money Matt. And, you know, good on Matt Hardy for reinventing himself again. And I do enjoy his Money Matt character. I do not, do not like uh, him getting involved with Adam Page. Mm. I, hope that, I hope he doesn't join Matt. I would, would have rather him join the Dark Order. Uh, so, yeah, exactly. And That's right. right here. Um, so yeah, I, I like the money Matt character. I do not want Hangman to be in, involved with that though. I'm, I'm with you. This, uh, uh, yeah, no words to say. I'm not, I want to go off. Go ahead, Mr. Steamboat. What are your thoughts? Say, so yeah, Ryan Nemeth, they made him look really good in this match. You know, so many like very creative offense encounters to hangman page you know in the end he obviously has to hit to eat the pin um as for as for hangman page and matt hardy i think one good thing i i want to see happen out of this is hangman page be able to go to impact and compete for some of those titles you know he could go for the tnn tna title he could go for the impact world title uh, like the the tna titles the white belt impact titles you know the red belt and then he could go for the X Division title. He could go up against Manic, and that would be pretty cool. Right. So it's just, it's just like, because the rosters are both very big, so we get to see a little bit, you know, of a trade on both, you know. And like I keep repeating week after week, I want to see, listen to me, Tony Khan, I want to see that X Division title. Call us up. I want to see that X Division title defended on Dynamite. I want to see the ultimate X match with the with the with the wires. Oh my god! In Just... in AEW. Oh, that's that's what I want to see. That is that, very interesting. 
that's one of the best things that you could only see outside of the WWE is the Ultimate X match. Yeah. I mean, I would love to see that. Or even see even an impact or see both of them competing. That would be so awesome to see that because I, I do miss that. Um, one thing in the Ultimate X match. Oh, oh my God. I don't know about that. I, eh, I'd rather have him go for... The, the white belt? Or I'd rather, the, yeah, go for go against Moose. Moose? Yeah, I wanted to see cool. Hangman and Moose. Why not? I'll be uh, amazing. Be cool. with them. Oh, yeah. Hangman big, against any tall big guy. I that'll see. be uh, eight beer, eight beers fucking match. That'll be an eight beers or ten beers. <laughs> <laughs> we, but here's one thing. Okay, I just thought about it, too. I don't know. If, remi remind me if I'm wrong or correct me if I'm wrong. Do you remember the BT episode with, you know, how the whole Hangman started you know was going to talk to the young bucks but then the young bucks te texted first but then they got someone texting back fuck off oh yeah i don't like you know your asshole blah blah i don't know if you guys remember that bt episode it just showed someone that picked up um hangman's phone and text all that to the young bucks responding back what about it that was it, it, all this turns out to be matt hardy all along yeah he that he the, you know that it was him doing all this Pulling the strings. Pulling the strings and creating all this, you know, drama. I mean, because we was forgot that about that. Revealed? No. Uh. Not that I remember. That's what I'm saying. It was never revealed who it was. They can um, bring it back. I thought it was um, FTR. But I, I, but by the looks of it, they have not revealed it. So if we go back and look at it again, I don't see it being revealed. There was no revelation. So revelation. it was possibly... You know, Matt Hardy himself. What about you if it was him? Right, you gotta have, you gotta have the right match reviews. That's right, <laughs> right, the right match reviews. Uh, yes, indeed. But yes, I'm with you. I don't like that. Matt needs to stay away. But with that, what I just said earlier, if that could be the case, we could, we're gonna see a Hangman and Matt Hardy going at it. That would be cool. That would be cool. Be Why cool. not? Did I love to see Hangman and Matt Hardy. You know, one on one. Why not? Matt well, still has a little bit. That'll elevate Hangman yes. into the picture just because yes. of the long career Matt, Matt Hardy's had. Agreed, 100%. Agreed. And then uh, one match that I really want to give, that's an eight-beer match. And I'm talking about Jungle Boy versus Dax Hardwood. Gotta give it, man. We've been saying this. I believe we've been saying this for quite some time in the archives. Don't forget. Archives. We have discussed about Jungle Boy's future in AEW. He is a future world champion, and this match proved it himself. Love the fact that Dax sold it very phenomenal for him, made put him over, made him look great. Uh, I was in shock the way I, I wasn't expecting a pinfall, but a submission. Never thought in my words that I was, you know, my world that I would see Dax tapping out. Like okay. Wow, but I enjoyed overall the whole match. I great storytelling and I loved it. So Money Mike, do you agree that this was a great match and this kind of elevated Jungle Boy's career with his big win? We've seen Jungle Boy in great showings. And they're they've kind of been sporadic here and there, right? With Cody, uh, and now with with Dax, right? Uh so he is definitely capable of a singles run. Uh, and they're definitely capable of, let's say, uh, maybe even a TNT title run down the line, world title down, down the line, right? 
Uh, I'm not going to say that Luchasaurus and the whole jungle gimmick is kind of slowing him down. However, maybe like a more darker twist to it or would would benefit him um, uh, to be, you know, seen a little bit different. I don't want to say better, but different, right? Um, there's definitely room to play around with that, with that gimmick and make it all sorts of different ways. Uh, but that's on the gimmick side. On the In the in-ring, he's got it. He, I feel like, you know, put him in there with Jericho, put him in there with, uh, you know, Matt Hardy or, you know, more of the experienced wrestler so he can get more of that, you know, uh, more of that experience and, and knowledge in ring, right? Uh, but yeah, the, the, the sky's the limit for this kid. He's still young, mid-20s. He's got the world at his fingertips, so... He uh, got the whole world <laughs> in his hands. Rocket man. Rocket man. <laughs> All right. Mr. Steamboat. You know, it's it's that building of the new baby face, you know, especially Dax in that enforcer, like tough guy, like 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 the beatdown. Like I even caught clips of the beatdown, some of the beatdown moves he pulled on Jungle Boy, and Jungle Boy could really sell. So you know, I, I want to see some more unique matches out of Jungle Boy. I want to see how he does in hardcore. You know, mm, I think okay. that's going to be the one thing on national television that's going to really like win hearts. Like Jungle Boy taking a chair shot to the face, like that'll be you know, and then him giving chair shots too. I want to see, I want to see, you know, because right now he's a little bit too clean. I want to see a little bit of his mean side. I want to see if, a little bit him be like like merciless and be kind of ashamed of his violence. You know, that would be kind of cool. I would like to see. A, I would like to see that though with him and MJF. There we That's go. A great, if, yeah. it's a, if it's a great feud. Like I, we said this before in the archives, we have said it that we would like to see both of these feud for the for the AEW World Heavyweight Title. Have MGA have win it. Um, I think this is Mike's, you know, Mike how he booked it. Uh, have MGF win it and have Jungle Boy go after it and there Jungle Boy wins it. But uh, how you were explaining about that aggression, ruthless aggression that you want, you want that from MGF to take that out of him and i think that would be yeah oh my god i think that would be great because think about it we could just book it right now uh, you know mjf being the world champion he he still has warlord in this corner they just they decimate marco stunt leave him in the hospital then they they freaking poison or they do something to luchasaurus kidnap to get, him. or kidnap him. get him so pissed off that is just like, or they shoot him with a tranquilizer. <laughs> <laughs> well, he goes and he goes into a coma or something, you know. That way, that way, Luchasaurus could like rest his legs and like kayfabe, he'll be in a coma. And uh, maybe Jungle Boy should lose the first match. It should be clean. That way, he could he could chase that title because that's the really where all the money's in is the babyface chasing the title. Yeah. You know, definitely. Him, I agree with you 100%. Him chasing the title will be... Because MJF's going to cheat. You know? Of course. Yeah. We love that old school classic. You know, yeah. like I do. I mean, Brass knuckles, at... the ring, you know? I love it. I, I, I love it, you know, courtesy of Leo. That's right. Um, but yes, I do. I love that. I, I will definitely book it that way. See? 
Look, Papa Vinny, Papa Bruce. See, we got ideas. You see this phone? Take the phone. Just, you know, call us. You know, we already told you, you know, call us. We, we speak Spanish, English. Bring me some of those sandwiches and brownies. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And then your favorite, your BFF, Matthew Steamboat, Shack Attack. Already calling out. <laughs> do I have to? Do I have to do it? <laughs> <laughs> I have to the do honors. it. Give us the honors. You have to do it. Give the people what they want. Give yeah. courtesy of Dirty Heels. That's right. Shout out to Dirty Heels Podcast, our brothers. That's our familia right there. Hey, guys. I'm going to beat Cody on, on Revolution. Goddamn. <laughs> you know. I'll throw, do three free throws. I always get the free you, throws. You look like a girl. You know, with your, with your blonde hair looking like a girl. Yeah, I can take you free throws. You're such a punk. You're yeah, punk, punk, punk. I can take oh, you out, Cody. Yet. March 7th. Yeah, better. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta take you out, Cody. <laughs> I was like, dang. I, I, Shaq should just put out ASMR CDs. ASMR <laughs> records. Hey, hey, what's I going think on, guys? Shaq. Hey, uh, Shaq I was should... like, they need a translator. Get him a trans for the love of God. That's why they have Jay Cargill for a reason. Jay Cargill, Jay, you, Jade Cargill speaks Shaq. Like Jay Cargill is like, and Jay Cargill is like, I mean, we discussed about this in the prior archives before. It was icy hot. That's it, all. It, 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 <laughs> It was icy hot, but is this feud is it icy or is it hot? So you tell me. <laughs> it's man. icy. It's <laughs> ice cold. It's cold as it's ice cold. <laughs> Listen, guys, guys. The great thing here about this feud is that it could go either way, much like a patch can. <laughs> icy and hot. It all really depends on how Shaq shows up at Revolution. Is he going to be icy or is he going to be hot himself? Because, okay, he's an athlete. He's a prof or retired professional basketball player. He's not. He is a firefighter, too, I think. It, okay. And he's, he, he owns Papa John's. Yeah, Papa John's. And he's also a, a firefighter for the city of Miami. And he's a sheriff, I think, too. In, uh, and, yeah. <laughs> and, he's, and he makes soda. <laughs> Good soda, by the way. I actually really enjoyed uh, Shaq soda. Shout out to that. Uh, and he also has great insurance with the general. <laughs> so we know he's going to be able to take risks because he has insurance. <laughs> now, yeah, again, he's a great athlete. Will he be able to deliver something in the ring here? Of course, not a 450. Of course, not a shooting star. Right, it's gonna be a, he's gonna roll, he's gonna throw Cody through the hoop, he's gonna free throw <laughs> Cody through. <laughs> Cody's gonna like tuck into the fetal position, it's gonna be like, <laughs> will, will Snoop Dogg get involved? Will Snoop Dogg deliver another frog splash? Maybe a, a frog splash on Shaq. Imagine that is Snoop Dogg. Uh, so yeah, we'll see how this feud goes. Uh, so far, it's been icy, but it could turn hot at any moment. <laughs> you're gonna need uh, shock soda to get through it. Oh yeah, you gotta you gotta need some shock soda. Sure. Right. <laughs> <laughs>
All right. And also, let's go ahead and bring us to the main event, which is the Good Brothers and the Young Bucks versus Dark Order. Ah, yes. It's Dallas versus Ryan. Reynolds, Corey Silver, Drew, uh, Grayson, and Eva Uno. Good match. I enjoyed it. Great main event. I just wish that, you know, Dark Order, I'm, I hate to say it, they got buried on this match. I mean, if you could disagree with me, I, just by the looks of it, Stu got his ass handed, and it was just bad, all bad around. I mean, yeah, they got the first 10 minutes of, you know, offense, but throughout the whole entire rest of it. Hungy. I mean, Johnny Hungy got Johnny yeah. beat up. So, yeah. It was an unfortunate match. I mean, and then after that, we did see the Young Bucks announce themselves to declaring they'll be competing on that battle royal. And if they win, uh, then they get to choose whoever they want. And they mean anybody when they look at the Good Brothers, you know? So we are we seeing, is that a tease of future, you know, you know, Impact versus, you know, EW, you know, tag team champions going at it, maybe a revolution? We do not know. I mean, this is could be, you know, this story is taking a little while, but how my grad had to agree with Mike when he said prior in the archives. Yeah, they're, they're sweetening up, getting it ready, you know, sopping up everything and just, you know, just then they'll come out later on throughout, you know, before revolution. But yeah, Matthew, Mr. Steamboat, talk to me about this main event and what are your thoughts about the match? And do you see the Young Bucks and Good Brothers? Are we going to see that revolution? I want to, because right now I'm, I'm, you know, whether it makes sense or not, I'm really sick of the young bucks as baby faces. Uh, it's about time, like, like they, they should just go all in as, you know, pun intended, all in as heels. Yeah, all in as heels, and they're gonna, because it's really getting stale with them as baby faces. Like, like Kenny, Kenny knew how like boring his baby face role was. Like as the tag team partner, it wasn't you know if Kenny stayed babyface, it would have been like you know you you really need you really need that. As far as moves are concerned for this match, I loved all the moves and all the spots. And you know what, Ivan, I will agree with you. You know, Dark Order. You know, it was it was more on the buried side. Johnny Hungy looked really good in this match because he yes. he he went after everybody. Although that that kind of comedy. Doc Gallows kind of like, hey, I'll, I'll kneel down to you. I'll pat you on your head. <laughs> I, I love that. I love it. I, I loved. I, I loved finally hearing the Good Brothers theme at, in AEW because they didn't they didn't play it the first time, so that was pretty cool. And I like how they always announce them from Tokyo rather than from like Florida or whatever. Yeah, so cause, yeah, because I mean that's where they're basically from. Their most of their entire career was spent in Japan. I mean, is compared to here to the states and. We already know we you and I we know their repertoire. We already know what their attributes, all the credentials from Japan, especially Carl Anderson. We know his is incredible. Oh yeah, and I, I gotta say, I love. There's they're so funny on BTE. I love. Like, it. They took they took BTE to another level. I love. They it. they elevated love BTE's it. comedy with all the dick <laughs> jokes and everything. <laughs> Just bringing it out. Like the did you guys see that green screen? <laughs> I saw that. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez! Oh my God, this players. Yeah. Oh man, Money Mike, take the floor. Yes, shout out to BT. Uh, that 
the beginning scene uh, with the green screen, man, that was hilarious. I haven't laughed that hard in a while, man. Um, the match, the match itself, uh, I I feel like I haven't. I, I feel like I've slept on Stu Grayson. He's awesome. He's awesome in the oh, ring. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This match kind of, if if anything, for the dark dark quarter, this kind of woke me up on that. And you know, he's a martial I, artist, isn't he, Stu Grayson? I believe so. I think he has a mixed martial art thing background. But... Yeah, uh, I could definitely believe that because I I definitely like what I saw from him, Johnny Hungy man. Uh, who would have thought, right, a year ago? that he was going to be one of the more most over guys in, uh, in AEW. Babyface. Uh, you know, babyface and, and, and entertaining to watch. That, that, that segment there, uh, again, who would have thought, right? Uh, Gallows and, and, and uh, Silver having an exchange in an AEW ring. You know, we're living in a cool time where this is possible, right? Um, now about the storyline itself about Bucks and Good Brothers and all this other stuff. Impact and Don Callis. And AEW, Don Callis, that guy. Uh Cyrus the Virus. Um, <laughs> <laughs> okay. There's two things here, fans. And then, yes, I'm talking to you right there in your living room, uh watching us, listening to us. There's two things here. Either you microwave your meal. Or you cook it in your oven. Sure, the microwave, you'll get it done faster and you'll be eating faster. But it's not going to taste as good as if it's prepared in the oven. Take your time. Enjoy the ride. Please, because trust me, you are going to enjoy it. I am enjoying this ride so far. And I'm sure And in the end, when we're going to have an end game level of crossover, a pay-per-view... Uh, you know, mixing things up and, and it hit, hits a boiling point. Mwah. I look forward to that day. Definitely. Oh. I love it. I love how you put in the concept by Ed. It's very true. But you know, it's many people get impatient. I want my shit now. I want it. But nah. We're patients. We have the patience. But yes, he's right. You gotta stay tuned. Wait. Just wait a little bit. We will get that. You know, Revolution's not that far. You know, even though they pushed it back because of other sports events reasons, but that's fine. Even better. Give it more time. Let it let it get, you know, nice and ready just to be right out of the oven, how Mike said it. I agree 100%. We, so I'm looking forward to seeing that. So it might happen. It might be Young Bucks, and it might be, you know, Good Brothers going at it. You never know. Or what about MJF and Jericho ended up winning and they go after maybe either one of them or both of them. Maybe like different events. I think, I think that's going to be really, that'll be like the coolest uh, unexpected main event. MJF and Chris Jericho versus the Good Brothers. Mm-hmm. Who knows? Don Callis is going to be torn apart by it because of the very fact that Good Brothers are under his, you know, league. And Don Callis has a history with Jericho, as you could see behind me. Definitely. So that that's a story in itself. That's another deep story that Don Callis that you could only tell with Don Callis being involved. You know, he's gonna be a Don Callis guy. Don Callis guy. I like like you know. I'll take I'll take Don Callis over over Young Bucks as my uncle any day of the week. <laughs> he, and just for those who don't know, he gives some really great uh, advice on in, on his Instagram and Twitter. I just love listening to him give inspirational quotes. He does. He does do that. And, you know, he's 
We're God amongst insects. Gods amongst insects. There you go. And only you know what to do with you or, or you know what's best for you. Like he says a lot of great stuff like that. <laughs> Definitely. Let's go ahead and I'll move on now with NXT. We did mention it earlier, mentioned earlier right away that 720,000 is not bad compared. You know, there were only 14,000 away in, in the viewership. The graphics are fine. But NXT remind you that it's their own separate, you know, even though Mike disagrees that they are competing, okay, they are competing, of course. But the product is very different, though. I mean, I love the fact that what they're doing with the Dusty Classic, uh, even the women's Dusty Classic, uh, they're really bringing intriguing storylines. And I'm, it's even like how, like earlier off the air, Matt and I said, I mean, this is like pretty much the club taking over, like on all territories. Uh, but let's, I want to move on very quick. So, with the first match, it was MSK, formerly known as the Rascals. Uh, they defeated uh, Killian Dane and Drake Maverick to advance to the semis. Uh, they're waiting for the winner, I believe, is between uh, Legado del Fantasma and Lucha House Party. So whoever wins that one next week will face them in the semifinals. Uh, then we had the first rounds, which is uh, for Dakota Kai and Raquel Gonzalez defeating, you know, Aliyah and Jessica Kamei. Uh, they advance. I believe they will find out next week. I think who they're going to face off. And then Tyler Russ defeats Rios. I'm I'm happy for Russ. You know, great submission. Going to the rings of Saturn. Uh, then we have the Grizzly Young Veterans advancing, defeating Kushida and Leon Ruff. So they're waiting for the winners of Adam Cole, Roderick Strong versus Timothy Thatcher and Tomasa Chapman, which is us next week. Looking forward to seeing that. Bronson Reed defeating Isaiah Swerve Scott. That was a good match. Phenomenal match. And, of course, we did have the main event, Fimbala and Kyle O'Reilly um, defeating Danny Burch and Only Lurker. And it was a good match. Then uh, we did have Pete Dunn come in and attack. And then this is where Matt's vision was there. So you see Fimbala right next with the Undisputed Era. Like that straight club right there. That straight bullet club. Only even the only only member of the club, a former one, was Adam Cole, besides Finn Balor. But this could be their own club. This could be imagine a fight like having them. I, I would love to see that. I would want to see Finn Balor, you know, have stabilize have a stable like that with Undisputed Era. I would enjoy it a lot. And I think them going as heels, like going back to heels, oh my god. Promos they get cut. No. A little, we got a little bit of a, yeah, bolt club everywhere. Like I keep saying, you know, and if AJ Styles can get in on it, just, you know, and let's, all we got to see is this. I'm happy enough if we could just see this on, on WWE again. Cause what, what a uh, pay-per-view was it where Finn Balor and AJ Styles threw up the, threw up the wolf pack. Uh, no mercy, right? Or what was it? 2018, I believe. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And they, and they did this. And so all that. of them, you know, we just need Adam Cole to throw it up, and and we got we got Bullet Club and three of the biggest companies in the world. Definitely. So yeah, go ahead, and take it away, Mister Steve. What are your thoughts about this past week's NST? What did you enjoy out of all of them? I gotta say, probably the probably that main event, Kyle O'Reilly and and Finn Balor versus you know their name escapes me, but they put up a na pretty nasty fight, so. We had that to go on. And also, like, Io Shirai getting, like, 
you know, her little brawl going and he goes, oh. cutting a short promo right away. It's like, I don't like you, you know, so, <laughs> <laughs> he was saying, yeah, I mean, would you want to see a triple threat match take over Mercedes Martinez, Tony Storm and Io Shirai triple threat for the belt? Let's see it. Let's see it. Let's see him get mean. Let's see some. Let's uh, I know I know I'm I'm acting bloodthirsty as uh, with these. But, you know, I, I don't mind seeing any of these ladies get color, seeing any of them get get juice, get bladed. You know, yeah, that, why not? If, whenever girls blade, they kind of like, you know. They they just shows like we're we're just as good as the boys and we're just as tough, mm. you know. So I, I that'd be that would go down in history, you know. Io Shirai blading and the Tony Storm and and Mercedes Martinez just all like ah, you know. <laughs> Money, Mike. What are your thoughts? What do you agree with, Mister Steamboat? There, triple threat. You want to see this with these three incredible athletes, women fighting for that belt, or what's your thoughts overall, especially about the NXT? Uh, well, overall, about NXT, uh, I really enjoyed MSK. First time watching them, it, it was impressive. I did. I enjoyed their move set. Uh, it, it it almost because I gravitated more towards AEW on Wednesdays, but for whatever reason, MSK their style reminded me of what I see in on Dynamite. So you know. A lot of credit there, you know. I I definitely enjoyed their match. Uh, as far as the triple threat, yeah, cool. Sign me up. I'm all for it. Uh, I feel like Io Shirai has been a, a pretty cool champion, uh, and I like I like her as champion. And and yeah, I mean some color. Hmm, interesting. Uh, I think that uh, a lot of people would be interested in watching that. Um, you know, I feel like the the NXT women's roster gets a little bit more you know more creativity or they're allowed to explore things a little bit more than the main roster um that's just my opinion uh but yeah color okay let's see it if done right of course yeah De definitely yeah it's done right yeah definitely um so far i mean i don't know if you guys don't know exactly who I mean we have the semifinals almost set for next week so i guess we'll probably talk about it next week to see who, you know, who's going to win overall the Dusty Men's Classic and then the Dusty Women's. We'll, we'll talk about that next week. We'll see. We'll, just, we'll decide who wins it. Uh, I'm pretty sure they're saving it for TakeOver, most likely, or before. I'm not quite sure how they're going to work that out. But definitely we do want to see the women's. Uh, win. Whoever wins that tournament has a shot for those WWE Women's Tag Team Champions and bring them back, bring them to NXT because in the main roster, they're not doing shit. And I, I would like to add just a little thing here that the Royal Rumble is this Sunday. I would not be surprised if we see a, a good, a heavy NXT female influence in the Royal Rumble match. Mm -hmm, definitely. Gotta keep an eye on that. That's a most definitely. All right. So let's move on to New Japan coming up. Make sure you guys tune in this evening tonight. Obviously, you're seeing this in the morning time. Uh, so make sure you tune in today uh, um, for tonight on New Japan, which you know it's the, the you know the, the road to the Lions Break, which is three incredible matches are going to be having, which I'm looking forward to see, uh, and that is going to be Clark Connors versus DKC. That's going to be a great match. And also you had Rocket Romero versus you know the Bone Dirty Daddy Chris Dickinson. You know versus he made his debut like two weeks ago, part of Team Filthy. So I'm looking forward to seeing that 
you know, slobber knocker between them. And also the six man tag, as you have the club, the bullet club, you have Hikuleo, El Fantasmo, and Kenta teaming up versus Leo Rush, TJP, and Fred Roser. So that's going to be one hell of a main event. So make sure you guys tune in later tonight. We got a lot of our friends. We got a lot of friends on that lineup. I mean, shout out to Clark Connors, who Danny Limelight gives a stamp of approval, you know? And let's, and not, and, Kenta, any time to see him in action. Oh, yeah. Of course, TJ, TJP and Kenta, I want to see them mix it up. And then speaking of Fantasmo, you know, during the, before we even get to the, you know, the whole, uh, the new beginning of Nyoga, and Fantasmo and Taji Nagoya, Shimori, Nagoya. Nagoya, thank you. Thank you. Uh, Taji Shimori and Fantasmo won the IWGP Junior Tag Team Championships away from Desperado and Nakamura. Um, and so, that was a shocker to me that it happened. So what's next? What's okay now? You have the club now has the IWGP Junior Tag Team belts. What is next now, Mister Steamboat? Tell me what what's going to happen now. Who should compete for them? They got to defend them, that's for sure. And with the way it's looking, with the way it's looking, Suzuki Goon isn't just going to sit around. And you know the I, I mean Minoru Suzuki was ringing in in one of it in one of his promos is already ringing the battle cries like I'm going bullet club hunting is what he said so he's gonna send his whole army so I've been wanting to see more bullet club versus versus Suzuki Goon heel versus heel I don't mind it they uh, make yeah. it work it's always I fun. I, I'm with you and I think that's what we're seeing now like a lot of these matches have been having is just more Suzuki Goon. Reno versus the Bullet Club, so we're seeing that you know rivalry again. I would, I would love, I want to see, damn it, I want to see Minoru Suzuki. I want him to just go balls off with Tamatanga. I would like to see that. This there is, we go. Thank for that. I would definitely be like, wow, because you know Tama runs a lot of shit. He runs his mouth, so I want to see him and Suzuki going at it like that. Let's see you put it's put up or shut up, Tama. Yeah, Let's see it. Exactly. I would like to see that. I mean, right now, Jay White's out of the picture. So might as well just have Tama, who's like, he's a, who's the OG and the actual leader. I mean, come on. He doesn't want to say he's not, but you are. You're the actual leader of the Bullet Club. Might as well have you versus Minoru Suzuki. I would like to see that. I would definitely like to see that match. Um, and also, don't forget that day, that Saturday, ladies and gentlemen, uh, you are going to have the, the the new beginning of Nagoya, which is one uh, Who's going to make, is is Tanahashi going to make history as he's challenging, you know, Shingo for the never open weight heavyweight championship? I mean, Tanahashi, we could go through his credentials, his, you know, his prior win, you know, accomplishments. He's been, I mean, go ahead. What is the accomplishment? Yeah, seven time IWGP heavyweight champion. Exactly. But let's, let's also keep in mind Takagi, Takagi Shingo several times, Dragon Gate. Open the gate champion. He was their world champion. So we got two world champions from two different companies going head to head. But right? not only that, but I mean, okay. For that so, open weight title, like the fact that world champions are holding that open weight title, that's basically just as good as a world championship now. The fact it's it's those challenging and defending it that elevate the belt. I agree. But also, I mean, this would be history for Tanahashi, right? Correct me if I'm wrong. I mean Okay, we already know that Tanahashi has been a seven-time, you know, world IWGP world champion. 
I'm pretty sure he's won the Intercontinental, right? He's won the Intercontinental, yes. right? Yes, yes. Uh, and he's fought, been a he fought team. Nakamura for it. There you go, yes. And he's been a, so he's won overall all three belts. The main, you know, the main ones in New Japan. He actually, and he won, and he beat Zack Sabre Jr. for the for the Rev Pro British Championship once. So you're telling me he's gonna make history if he wins? If he you beats could do him. it again. I, I have a feeling the way, especially the way Jado, the way Gato books it, yeah. like they got to put that title on Tanahashi to, to elevate it. You know? I, yeah, I, I, of course. You want if you put it on Tanahashi, will elevate it. I feel like, but Shing doesn't. Let me get wrong. Shingle elevates that belt regardless. Yeah, as is. As know? is how it is because he put up. Let's elevate it some more though. He put Shingo could get it back. Yeah, I mean, he did it with Minoru. Like when he lost to Minoru, and then he got it back. Remember that? Remember what he and Minoru is a former pro wrestling Noah champion. Keep that yes. in mind. That's what. I'm, so I'm looking forward. So we'll we'll talk about that next week. I can't wait for episode 40 when we talk about the results. I cannot wait to see that match. So make sure you guys see that coming up on Saturday. Uh, so and there's a lot more in that card. We'll just keep you know. I'm looking forward to it. Uh, now, ladies and gentlemen, we'll be right back. We're going to go ahead and take a quick commercial break. You're going to hear from our sponsors. And also stay tuned for part two. Yes, we are doing a two-part because we're going to have uh, very, two special guests are coming in, uh, joining us, and that is Championship on the, li- on the Line podcast. They'll be joining us talking about WWE, who they pick for the Royal Rumble. So we'll be right back. Enjoy the sponsors on the part one, and make sure you – Right at the end of the video, you are subscribed and you'll see part two coming up right after. So we'll be right back. Don't go anywhere. 